Test, test, test. Let's go. All right, guys, and we're coming to you live again for Theoretically Speaking Podcast Episode 2. I'm excited to be here. We got started a little bit earlier today, but uh, we're still not 100% squared away. But either way, how's your day today, Miguel? Pretty good, man. Had a fun day at work today. Awesome. Very, very fun. Mike? Half decent. Half decent on the side of a little bit. Not that I'm with you guys. Way better. <laughs> John? Hell yeah. Pretty fun, you know, was with teaching middle schoolers, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joke, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the last podcast, guys, we kind of touched the surface of a lot of a lot of different issues, and any one of those issues we can go really deep into. Um, I just want to say that one of the, one of our goals, one of, one of our goals at this podcast is, I mean, it's impossible to gather the whole wealth of knowledge that's out there and get the details and data on every single thing. And I know that you guys don't, I don't really probably, I mean, a lot of my listeners don't have a lot of time to be listening to everything or really completely grasp everything. So one of the things we want to do here is kind of take um all that information for you we want to do the legwork for you and then try to create a nutshell description for you it's kind of like a like a like a bird it goes out and gets the food and then it brings it back to the nest and just bro it just feeds the baby that's the perfect metaphor okay all right that's the perfect we're gonna like pre-digest it for yeah, you. yeah pre-digest it and 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 regurgitate it <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure right. um one of the things that we and kinda, we eat pretty healthy we eat pretty healthy too oh yeah <laughs> there's this um how many of you guys heard of the whole thing about the whole, uh, you know, the controversy surrounding the whole Rogan and, and Malone thing? And I don't know. Controversy about their podcast? Yeah. Well, he like got deleted and then they re-uploaded his videos and stuff and he got deleted oh, off I of hate Twitter. That. Like I that. hate that, man. When they do that, especially with someone like Joe Rogan, man. Yeah. Like, We're talking about censoring? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, oh. or maybe checking the content before it goes out. I mean, this guy is just a super highly credentialed doctor. If anybody is is worth listening to on the subject of, uh, you know, the issues that are going around the country right now, it's him. But we actually have one of those videos that we want to play for you, a little excerpt of those videos. Um, so, I mean, without further ado, unless somebody else has something to say, John, can you play that video? Yeah. With the data. Well, it's, it doesn't make sense either. What we know about natural immunity is that natural immunity, at least according to that study in Israel, which is like, what, 2.5 million people, I think? They said that it's between 6 and 13 times more effective than the vaccine. That is 6 or 13 times more effective in hospitalized, preventing hospitalized COVID. It's more like 20 or 27-fold. Yeah, 27-fold better at protecting against developing the disease. Remember, infection yes. does not equal disease. Right. Um, and that's only one of over 140 studies that document that natural immunity is superior to the vaccine-induced immunity. And oh, by the way, as a vaccinologist and an immunologist, I wouldn't expect anything different. But the CDC recently disputed this, didn't I, they? This, it was a fascinating uh, play. So the CDC... Uh, for most of us that are at all objective in the science world, look at what's going on at the CDC aghast. I mean, the C Damn. Uh, all right. <clears throat> so because of the delay, we're going we're gonna to wait. Oh, we're still on mute. No, we're not. We're live. Oh, okay. We are live. 
Yeah. No, there is a delay from it's what we were watching to what they were watching. All right. You, you, so so they, they saw the whole thing. So the context of that minute excerpt is Joe Rogan was referencing the Israeli study that there's like somewhere like 2.5 million subjects in that study in Israel talking about how if you've gotten it, if you've gotten the vid, natural immunity is six times more effective in preventing hospitalizations than than, than, the, than the, the vaccine. vaccine. Than the vaccine, right? And this doctor... Well, actually, Joe said, no, Joe misspoke. He said, it's actually six times more effective in preventing. And he says, no, what, you, what you're saying is it's six times more effective in preventing hospitalizations. It's actually 25 times more effective in preventing the act from actually contracting it. That's crazy. So that's, a, that's, a, that's an outrageous number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 and, times. And it comes back to the... We're, we're listening to... I think the best doctor you can ever talk to when talking about the vaccine, like, I mean, he basically created the, the mRNA process. No? Yeah. So, I mean, I encourage you guys, my listeners, if you want to, to go listen to the whole podcast that he has on Spotify with, um, with Joe Rogan. It's about three hours long. Um, like I said, I know a lot of you don't have time to spend three hours doing that. It took two different time periods within two different days for me to listen to it all. But just to give you a background on this guy, um, he was one of the doctors involved in inventing the technology to create RNA and, and I think- The mRNA. The vaccine. Yeah. yeah. He's one of the doctors involved <clears throat> in the creation of the tech for that. So, I mean, this guy's probably- Knows what he's talking about. Knows exactly what he's talking and about. And more than anyone. More, more than, than anyone, anyone, exactly. More than Fauci, more than any doctor that goes on any news, television network, anybody. <clears throat> yeah. And- you know, one of the things just that he, he that he touches on is the fact that there's this there's this initiative, there's an initiative. And this is super relevant to everything that we're talking about and going to be talking about because post I, I think it was post 2016 election, post 2016 election, there was this initiative. It was called the Trusted News Initiative. And basically this initiative was. I don't know exactly who came up with the idea, but it was an initiative that was organized by, by big media outlets in cooperation with big tech. And basically they were saying, hey, we're, we wanna prevent meddling in elections. We wanna, we wanna prevent the hijacking of elections by you know foreign entities or whatever the case may be. So we wanna be able to check the credibility of news and et cetera, et cetera. And then I guess some other you know, big power players figured out, hey, well, you know, we can use that initiative for more than one thing. And then they themselves, this organization came out as saying that they define misinformation and disinformation as anything that isn't that that doesn't correlate with the official narrative that's established by the World Health Organization and and rep representatives thereof, right? So they basically said that, right? So I mean that's how they define misinformation, bro. Anything that is contrary to the official narrative stated by the World Health Organization and or, you know, their, their representatives and other entities, right? So, so how dangerous do you think that is? Like, it's I mean, like think about it's it. It's like, instead of misinformation, you can call it not my information. That's basically what they want to do. They only want to get their side out. They only want to get their opinions out. And, if op and whatever opinion they say is right and whatever opinion they censor is wrong. And and that's really really dangerous because you controlling if you control the 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 information that people get 
it's the ideas that they get off of when you're watching TV. I mean, your mind is going, your mind is, is watching the TV. Whatever you're watching is going to be in your head and your subconscious the whole day. Yep, yep. So they're planting ideas yeah. that can, then, you know, the, the repercussions then manifest in reality. Like, I'm mean, thinking about going back to Hitler and the, and the Jews, and, and, I, and I, that, that's how, like, the media played a role in. Exactly. And the way we trust media, the way we trust media nowadays, like, I mean, me, honestly, I don't trust media at all. I go through everything. I go through every source, but... The way people trust media. Some people are still blind to the fact that media lies every day. Yes, big think media. about it. And we're talking about big media. 90% of the media is controlled by, you know, a, a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. Th- think about that. Yeah. Well, let's think about this, Mike. You being a scientist, we know there's certain laws in the universe, bro. There's laws of der- thermodynamics, gravity, all these. Well, there's laws, mm-hmm. bro, in the universe. Do you think you think it's safe to say that there's almost a, like a law of communication, like the... like? There's laws of communication and those laws dictate that you have to maintain a certain level of trustworthiness and integrity in your communication because if for whatever reason somebody or one entity in a network of people or in a social environment becomes compromised or corrupted and then they start filtering in information into that group that is non-factual, lies, or they compromise the integrity of that social structure and the communication thereof, is it safe to say and throughout history can we see right i think history just supports the fact that that bad stuff happens bad stuff happens right of course and 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 that's what you're talking about and i mean i kind of want to boil it down to the very beginning of communication bro very basics like let's start from there and say like i mean how is it that human beings communicate with either and what i mean by that is like okay okay let me just just finish my thought okay yeah because let me just finish my thought real quick Let's say my listeners, they're listening to us right now and they're listening, hey man, there's this three hour podcast by this dude, Malone and Joe Rogan. I have no idea what they're talking about, right? This guy's a highly credentialed doctor. He's talking to terminology and vocabulary words. I have no idea. I don't even, I don't even have a point of reference to start to understand this stuff, right? So what we do, and I think what we've done throughout time is we kind of defer to people and leaders that have a certain level of competence in a particular field and that's their area of expertise because how many things can we, because one individual know, you can't know exactly. everything about everything. So going all the way back to pre-agriculture when it's just, you know, tribes and nomads and we had to, we have to survive, right? So communication is essential to survival. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it goes all the way. So it's, it's deeply rooted in us. And the thing is we have a tendency to trust people. Like if we haven't done the research and, and somebody else um, has done it then we, we, we want to trust them right off the bat. It's, it's just, it's like a... And since you're in elementary, you're... Oh, yeah, we're, yeah of course. They tell you the a, teachers a know what's best, exactly. even though the teachers don't teach us jack. Yeah. Like, you'll have business professors uh, teaching about business that have never uh, yeah. had a business. And, and, and when you were young, you believed your teachers. When your teachers told you, oh, the lawyers know about law. The doctors know about... Uh, medicine. Health, medicine. Yeah. Like, yes, it is true. They do know about medicine. But how much can you trust someone that's been so much, so much time in society, in a society that has changed the way we think? We don't think the same way we did 40 years ago. And it's not, I'm not telling you it's because of your parents' fault or anything, but it's society. Yeah, the communication game is changing is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. And not for the better. (laughs) Exactly. Well, it's it's taking on a whole new dynamic, that's for sure. Exactly. I mean, I think there's people that have lied throughout all time, and you know. It's just that now the night the lie is echoed. 
around the world. I think what's really made a difference is that like now more people are getting more educated. More people are asking more questions. Because like back then, like if you ask a doctor, like okay, well, what's wrong here? You know what I mean? Maybe they're not 100% sure what the problem is, but they're just going to guess and we're like, well, you're not a doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now you can ask. There's a bunch of resources online that you can do, actually do your own research and find out. And just like, I mean, nowadays and people have said it like anyone can get a degree. You know what I mean? Anything just because you have a degree online. doesn't mean that you're like super smart or anything. Exactly. It's, it's kind of just getting the work done, you know? So at this point, like where we're at right now, like with the technology, like any information is attainable. Yeah, it's all free. It's all in the web. It's only so we don't have to just trust a certain person. Like when they say, like a lawyer, like you know what, like oh, that's why I feel like there's competition now on like different stuff because you're like, okay, this person tells you this thing, and then you go to another buddy. Like nah, man, they're just trying to like get money out. Yeah, that's why there's good lawyers and bad lawyers and and good doctors and bad doctors. That's true. That's true. Knowledge is probably never throughout the history of man been easier to to get and find. But the thing is, how can you trust the integrity of that information? Yeah. You know, and, yep. and that's kind of what I was saying at uh, on on a fundamental level. I mean, me growing up as a kid, bro, I, I honestly, as naive as it may sound, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, listeners can resonate this. As a kid, I didn't think adults lied, bro. <laughs> me neither. Like, bro. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought adults lied like, oh, man, you know, I'll take you to Peter Piper Pizza when I got out of work. And then, oh, man, I got out of work late. Like, sorry, I couldn't. Do, I mean, yeah. I. I knew they couldn't, you know. When the like, whole time it was there, it was there. They're like, I'm just gonna tell them we're going, but they had no intention of going. Yeah. Little lies, bro. Like I didn't think a doctor would say, "Hey, man, this is what's best for you," and like, man, you're gonna get well. And you know, I didn't think a doctor could say that right in your face, knowing like, oh man, actually, I know there's some potential side effects for this thing, and I actually, and I'm actually doing this because if I can get, let's say, I don't know, a hundred of these per month, I'm gonna get a fifty thousand dollar bonus at the end of the year from such and such company. Like I don't know, right? Right. I'm just throwing that out. Like, I know those things exist, right? Uh, as far as, you know, um, incentives from pharmaceutical companies for, for doctors and stuff like that. But that was just an example that I threw out. Like, I didn't know lying happened on that type of scale with yeah. adults, right? And like you said, growing up, we, we defer to our leaders as being trustworthy for, for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, a cop pulls us over. I remember, you know, a cop pulled me over and he wants to give me a ticket. And I'm thinking in my head, man, I deserve the ticket. Like, yeah. like whatever it is, I broke the law. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. You don't even say anything. He stops you. You don't even like try to fight it at all. I mean, you can fight it to a certain level, of course, when yeah. the cop stops you. But the first time they stop you, you're like, okay, yes, officer, complying to everything. Yeah. What else are you gonna do? You don't know anything about laws. You don't know anything. Of, if he's breaking the law, you wouldn't know. You know. Yeah. Like that's the way, that's the way it goes. You you respect him because you think he's respectable. Yeah. You think. That's the, that's the issue. Yeah. Well, we we've grown up to think like, okay, he's in the, he's a person of authority, so we gotta respect him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And even growing up, like, like I'm sure parents would be like, you know, I'm gonna call the cops. You know, like you gotta behave. You know, so yeah. there's already that kind of like, I guess, whether it be fear or respect, you know, towards yep. like those people or like an authority, and it's like, yeah, uh, but that word it carries it carries a lot of uh, what would you call it? Implications with it, authority, like that word. Like someone who's an authority figure, they're not, it's just not like, okay, this person has power over me, but it's also, (laughs) they've gotten to that level of authority because they've earned it. They've Mm -hmm. gone through a certain process where they've deemed um, to others or to their peers or whatever, right? Like a police, you got to go through academy. You got to learn certain things about laws. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got to think a certain way to be a cop as well. So they've, 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 they think a certain way. They've gone through a certain level of training and they've, they've earned a certain right to have that authority, right? So there's a, a certain level of honor and integrity that you associate with that person of authority. 
Yeah. Right. And I think we do the same thing with lawyers and doctor, doctors, teachers, and etc. Right. But growing up, you become an adult and then you find out otherwise. Like I fought in a traffic ticket and I beat it. Yeah. Finding out Hell that, yeah, boy. finding out that the, the officer actually wasn't within the guidelines of his own laws to be following. And he's probably trying to, you know, meet the quota, this, this, and that. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to look good. And the person. I've had family members, uh, you know, and gone through some, some lawsuits where there's been neg- neg- medical negligence on, on part of the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. I've been in the operating room with my, when my, with my wife and one of our children where, where she had um, contracted precocious anemia, her iron was low and it was falling and stuff like that. Come to find out, it was actually one of the side effects of one of the drugs that they had her on. Yeah, so these crazy. doctors come what? into the operating room and say, hey, we gotta do a blood transfusion on you, hurry up, man. It's, it's... And I just Google, because yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, I mean, it's just common sense. Like, hey, she's never needed this before. And all of a sudden she comes to the, to the hospital and now she needs a, a blood transfusion. Like there's only, there's no factors whatsoever except one, the fact that she came here and now she's on a new medication, mm-hmm. right? So I Google the medication and come to find out one of the side effects is precocious anemia. So I let the, the nurse know. The nurse is like, let me tell the doctor. She tells the doctor. They take her off the medication and they don't got to do the blood transfusion. I'm just saying, this is the level of, Trust. I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if you would call it just blatant malevolence. I don't know if you would call it incompetence. But ignorance. This is igno- there's definitely, ignorance. There's a degree of, of corruption too because, I mean, there's, there's profits to be paid for that medicine. Like they gave her that medicine. What um, Nobody gets, a, what, do, what do you call it? Profit. Like commission, commission off of it for, I, I don't know, big right? Like, all medications are different. So. Yeah, all medications I mean, are different. Like, I, it big would pharma depend. takes a bite out of every every pharmaceutical drug, every pharmaceutical drug except for natural, like natural medication. Yeah, like you would, um, what, uh, what's it called? Marijuana, marijuana, <laughs> man, marijuana, or or the other one, which is like the, um, what do you call it? The aloe vera. Yeah, like all those, like. But they definitely take a bite out of and that's like, what the pharmaceutical goes, drug. That's that's what go. That's what I'm when I say corruption because everybody knows where I know you know because we talked about it. Um, the pharmaceutical industry they try to make a synthetic version of THC. They call it it's uh, called Marinol, uh-huh. right? So they isolate one of the cannabinoids because um, they can patent it, right? And you look at who is the patent, and you're like, oh shoot. Uh, meanwhile, they pulled when. It was in 73 when we found out that the uh, uh, marijuana, THC, right? The whole plant collectively, not just one little yeah, thing. Not just they the... fed it to rats and it found out that it shrank tumors, you know? And what did they do? You would think they would fund more research. Hey, if we really care about, you know, stopping cancer, curing cancer, uh, let's research it more. No, what they did, they pulled the plug on the research, right? And then they gave the rights to the pharmaceutical industry to create that synthetic drug Marinol, which, by the way, doesn't work nearly as good as the real thing. Why? Because yeah. we're in the lab trying to make, you know, we're trying to dissect the actual like the actual solution for the sake of profits. Yeah. Well, you and was was it with you that I saw that documentary, The Truth About Cancer by Ty Bollinger? We've seen like 10. Bro, that documentary, <laughs> it's like a six-part series. If y'all haven't seen it, The Truth About Cancer by Ty Bollinger, check it out. It's like a six-part series. It's crazy. But anyways, it's crazy. I mean, real. I mean, I mentioned it to my audience. Let me just tell them real quick. Uh, it's just basically a thorough investigation about um, uh, not only cancer, but like h- how we as a society in America fight it. And it, you know, it's, it goes back and it speaks about how the Rockefellers back in the, I don't know, 1915, 16, 17, 18, around then, 
how they began heavily funding medical universities. And at that time, there was like 50 homeopathic medical universities in the United States. And by the time they were done, there was like two in 1950. And then shortly thereafter, there was none. So basically, all the funding goes to synthetic research. Um, but basically, it's just you treat the symptoms is what they want, right? Not cure it because then they can't, you know. Yeah, they, they're mon- out of- they, mon- they monopolize the medical system. And so, so let's talk about. We know that there's lying and there's corruption. Exactly. But everyone knows that pretty much like, okay, yeah, I mean, I know there's individuals out there that lie and corrupt in every organization, whether it's the police force, government, et cetera, et cetera. We know mm-hmm. they're out there. But there's a, there's, a, there's a line where it transitions from, hey, this individual is corrupt to this system is corrupt. Yeah, there, that's this, what I'm talking about. This organization, like from the top down, which means... You know, it's it's one way, right? Like, so if it's one individual in an organization, but the organization within itself is is ha- has integrity and abides by a certain code of ethics and etc., that corrupt person is going to be limited, right? I mean, he can only do so much, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe one day they'll he'll get found out and he'll get fired or whatever. But if it's the other way around, then the whole system is corrupt, and even a person who's let's say ethical, moral, righteous, whatever you want to call him. He's trying to change the system or implement, you know, ethics into the system. He's either going to get um, ostracized, shunned. You know, he's going to get shunned, shunned fired, <laughs> canceled. I mean, whatever, all you know, above, all of the above. So, I mean, I guess the question for us, you know, to ask considering these things, right, is which of all these organizations... Because now, you know, you're talking about now we live in an age of media where it seems that uh, that are, everything is connected. And I think that's the difference between commu- communication now and communication then is that now technology has become this bridge and medium where now we can communicate for one very rapidly and also on a global scale. For yeah, yeah. So entities in the United States of America in a split second can collude with entities. They can transfer information back and forth. <clears throat> There's no delay in this transfer of information. Therefore, their collude, their collusion can be spot on, right? Same. Mm-hmm. It, so travel, boom, we're connected on a global scale. Communication, boom, connected on a global scale. So it, so, I mean, now you can get, okay, can we, that, that, that just goes to show how easily we can be manipulated on a global scale type of yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah, that's so everything, crazy. everything that we've known throughout history that has happened in a nation state level back in, back in the day and then in a national level, you know, they're soon after talking about Germany, talking about Russia, China, etc. You know what I mean? Now is able to happen on a global scale. And so then, like I was saying, that begs the question, if, all, if, a, if a lot of these entities are either connected or easily can be connected, if they are in collusion or can be in collusion with each other, which is the point of podcast name theoretically, theoretically speaking, speaking. now we're jumping. if they can right theoretically speaking then we need to it begs the question which out of all these right talking about media government big tech pharma pfizer moderna whichever all these entities um national institution of health food and drug administration um cdc what does that stand for Center for Disease Control? Center yeah. for Disease Control. <laughs> Dude, you gotta I, throw a <laughs> trick question? Or? <laughs> yeah, bro, you're, you're a published yeah, author, see. bro, in a medical journal, So that's crazy. My, so my research got funded by the NIH. And I, is that going to come up later on? It's I mean, coming bro, up now. Go, go it's coming it, up now. The time is now. <laughs> but there's also what people have to understand, okay, when they see, oh, it's science, right? It's science. There's people that control they decide who gets the funding. 
And the easiest, the easiest, what do you call it, example I can make is um, when we're talking about evolution, right? So we know that some people were like, for evolution, you get your creationists, and you think, nah, there, it's, it's not any of them, but it's a mixture of maybe, because natural selection is a fact for sure, yeah. right? But can it create? You see what I'm saying? Can yeah. it create a single cell organism, and then boom, 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 and then can it create a multi-cell, and all this stuff. But what you notice is the NI, like nobody is gonna fund anything that goes against the main, like the dog, the central dogma, right? So mm -hmm. if you're trying to go against the grain in research, guess what? You're not gonna get funded. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to find it, find the money yourself. And dude, research takes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So, just by having, just by controlling the money, and money makes people slaves. You know, you're like, okay, well, this is where the money's at. Okay, I'll go along with this. I'll, I'll research that. This, this, and that. But that's where you can start getting into problems. Yeah, because the, poor, the purpose of science is to ask questions, follow the evidence wherever it leads. But if the evidence starts going somewhere, you know, there's some areas of science that they're like, okay, wait, wait, well, that's not acceptable. You know, put the yeah. plug on that. Let's, I'd rather fund this. You yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and the, that sucks. Cause like thing, I said, the thing is now, like, I think a lot of people who are doing the research is like, they don't have the money. So the people that have the money, they're being, it's more an investment <clears throat> for them. To, you know what I mean? Exactly. So whatever their private, like, uh, they're thinking of doing, you know, like long-term that we have something secret agenda or something, you know, that's what they're going to fund and whatever's going to work for them. So like sometimes we were getting mad at like the science and whatnot, but I think it's cause like it's the investor behind the money. It's not necessarily the people doing the research and stuff. They got it. If they don't follow along with the investors, they're going to stop the research, you know, and they're going to go yeah. with someone who's going to like listen to them. If, yep. if anything, that would be the only problem in capitalism. We live in a society where now everything revolves around money. Everything, mm -hmm. everything. If you think about it, the human race doesn't need anything else from anybody. We're, we're living like kings, even the poor people, like in the U.S. In I mean, the U.S. <clears throat> in the U.S. And we don't need, we don't need like, to 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 play any more games the game we're playing right now is basically just getting money paying your bills and over again you sleep you eat you have kids you have your family and then again we're just playing for money and that's not what life's about but that's what we're playing you know and yeah. then you talk about okay we're playing for money but then you talk about the biggest scam ever in the history of earth is the printing of money that's so it's fake yeah so we're chasing the you know and that that again is Gonna, well, I mean, is it is it capitalism or is it money or is it just morality, right? Because yeah, I, mean, I don't I've, think it's I've, capitalism. I've like, this, I don't I, think it's capitalism. I've had this discussion with a, a good a good friend of mine. Um, I would mention his name, but I won't because I don't know if he wants me to mention his name. But put him on blast. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. gonna become famous. I mean, bro. He, he might want to, or he might comment on the show. And I mean, he's a he's a super smart guy. Um, but anyways. He is really a lot for like uh like socialism and stuff like that, right? And he says he that hundred percent like what you just said. That's what he would say. Well, that's and, the problem and, with and, capitalism. And, and I don't disagree with capitalism at all. I'm just saying that that would be one of the cons. Let me just like make that clear. I love capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say maybe you would define it as free market capitalism because you're like, hey, well, it seems that free market capitalism works. Like when you when you allow people to be free. When you have a society that's free and you give people the freedom to pursue their dreams and goals, that means you get people in different arenas of life that are the most competent in that area because they want to be there. 
they're passionate about being there. I mean, yeah. we, we see the opposite of that. Like, for example, uh, during the Bolshevik revolutions and stuff in, uh, in Russia and stuff like that, where they pretty much kicked out all the farmers and then they brought in all these intellectuals from the city and were like, they were like, hey, farm the land. And they're like, hey, well, we don't know how to farm the land. And so, <laughs> so then there was the, what, the Ukrainian famine back in that day or something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing and I probably might miss some exact details, but it was something to that effect. But my point is that free market capitalism seems to work. And I think the United States of America is a tremendous example of that. But is it free market? Again, you know, talking about very fundamental communication. Is it free market when corruption, lying, lack of ethics and morality enters the equation? Because that changes everything. You know, if somebody, if, okay. It's becoming less and less free. Because, okay, if you're lying by omission, is it a free market? Like if you're telling, okay, you're selling me Let's say a medicine. Sell me this pen. Right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Or, or you're, you're selling me a, a, a medicine, right? And you're telling me, hey, this is going to get you well, right? And I think it's going to get me well, but then it doesn't get me well. And then you're also saying, hey, I got to charge you. I got to charge you $100 per pill because that's how much it costs to manufacture. And that's why there's insurance, et cetera. But it doesn't. It actually costs you 10 cents to manufacture, right? I mean, okay. we, we start getting into crazy variables and ripple effects and cause, but and it goes to the, the question. It's so the line that so that hurts capitalism. Us. I just googled it. Like I'm gonna give you the straight definitions: an economy, an economy and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit, rather than by the state. So I think at that point, it's kind of like since it's a private owner it's like it's kind of hard to keep them accountable you know what I mean yeah. in the state it's a little bit easier because like they're supposed to be thinking about everybody no, else I they're, actually think the on private. the contrary it's easier to keep private owners accountable but they're going for their own like, profits if you don't like the product or service that they're delivering you cannot buy it that's what makes it what harder he, yeah what he's saying is these guys are just going after the profits no matter what yeah. like they're gonna just yeah, they don't care what's take happening. all the resources like the, the whole point of the of, of them monsters is to grow as big as yeah. big as big and i got these mega corporations that are influencing congress making the laws that benefit them to take regulations off of this because all again once they just want to produce the most as possible make the most yeah. profits that's what that's what he's saying okay yeah but yeah once you get big enough i mean even in on always, that note the corporations always. that are that big how how private are they I mean, okay, last week we touched on the fact we were talking about Amazon and Amazon Web Services and how they co got a contract with the government for the data storage and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how, do we know, theoretically speaking? N uh, do no. Do we know the, t the level of agreements that, let's say, like, right? What goes behind the scenes? Yeah. I think we, we have no clue. Bro, it's the same thing with the legislation. So surprised. And that's theoretically speaking. This I'll, is fact speaking, we, though. The legislation they make is... There's so much in there that we don't know, yeah. but they pass it under the guise of, oh, the, the Corona relief, uh, pa uh, uh, what do you call it? Relief package where everybody gets money and a stimulus and everybody, what do they say? Oh, stimulus, money. Oh, but what about everything else that's in there? I, I, I was watching a video on a Democrat uh, getting after Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, because she wanted to pass a bill one day before they voted on it, and it was 2,500 pages long. 2,500 pages of, what did you call it last time, last podcast? Beef? Uh, the beef or the pork? Yeah, they call it pork. The pork. Who's going to read 2,500 if you give it to all these senators and they all vote to pass the bill? Who's going to read 2,500 pages of words in one day? I mean, they're supposed to, but <laughs> they, they don't. Of course they don't. They have a representative do. and they just give a quick summary, you know, and they and, don't and, read and between the lines. And nobody reads it. It's like... 
It's like I tell you, hey, you're gonna vote on my bill. All right, let's vote on my bill, okay? Just give me a quick summary about it. Here's what's in it for you if you vote on my bill. That's what they talk about. They don't read it. These are the points. These are the points. This is what we do. As long as you don't know the details, you won't get in trouble. The less you know, the better. You know, just give me a quick summary so I can at least align with it. I mean, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys saw the podcast with, and she's a super controversial person right now, but the podcast with uh, Marjorie Green. Marjorie Taylor Green, yeah, that they just uh, put her back on Twitter. Yeah, oh, I don't her, know. her private account. She I got think canceled her, also, but yeah. her her uh, podcast with uh, Tim Cast IRL. Oh, she did. When she, when did she do the podcast? Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, probably about a week ago, seven days mm-hmm. ago or so. But anyways, man, my whole point is she gave some actual details on what it's like because she had never been a representative before, and the question was posed, you know, in the comment section. Hey, do you think like regular people should go for to become, you know, senators and congressmen and whatnot. And she says, well, actually, you know, it's it's really hard. You got to raise a lot of money and there's a lot of things, right? And then she gave an example of one of the situations that she was in where they went and they voted on a bill, right? So she goes into this chamber and literally, bro, there's like 10 people in the chamber. There's like five um, Democrats and there's like five Republicans or whatever. When they're all supposed to vote on this. And they're going to vote on a bill, <laughs> right? Damn. So a lot of people are absent. And like this dude yeah, that has the right. hammer and he's wearing a mask, he's like, "All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna vote on this bill or whatever." And so they're like, "Give me a, a yay or nay." And so they're like, "Boom!" So they start and they go to the first person and it's like, "Yay!" Right? All the Democrats are like, "Yay!" Boom! Yay! 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 And they were like super enthusiastic, supposedly about their yay. And then it goes to the, I guess the Republicans and they're like, "Nay, nay!" Like, "Oh, super!" I guess they are. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, she, she knew the results. She really quite didn't know what to do. So like, I don't think she voted. So then, all right, and this one, boom, right? And so he specked, um, smacked the gavel or whatever, and boom, it was over. That one was voted on. So she calls her representative, her advisor or whatever, to come over, and she's like, "Hey, what just happened?" And she's like, well, "They just passed the bill." And she's like, "That's that's how it happens. Like nobody's even here. There's ten people here." And she goes, "Yeah, that's how they do it." So she ended up learning the laws and like the the protocol and what you can do within those meetings. So the next time that happens, so one thing you can do is you can say, hey, I want I want everybody. I don't know what it's called. It's called like a count or something like that. But basically Uh what they have to do is that if one of the Congress members says that they want that, then they have to call every single person of Congress up on the phone and be like, hey, you got to come in for this bill. So she did that, and supposedly yeah. both Republicans and Democrats were like pissed off at her. Yeah, she's because, like, "What are you going here?" Dude, I mean, dude, there was congressmen, according to her, right? There was congressmen like taking naps and like, <laughs> bro, yes, bro. And, and check this out. That's so interesting that you bring that up because I mean, when do they pass? Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like a lot of these controversial bills, you know, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, when there's like a Justin Bieber concert going on, yeah. We, uh, one time it was a uh, like uh, Miley Cyrus when she came out with a twerk with the uh, um, Breaking Ball, no. It was around, yeah, around that time. And there's some stuff like going through, like some. Like, <laughs> I was like, you're talking about, you're talking at, about at four minutes and 38 seconds? Or something? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Wait. Wrecking Ball? Are you talking about Wrecking Ball? <laughs> and then it, it's crazy. So, I mean, we should go back and find out. But this happens all the time. Like, there's some big events, Super Bowls, and. Su- exactly. Super Bowls, uh, Grammys, uh, this, that, to where everybody's attention it gives, boom, right? And they're over here passing stuff under our noses, and like nothing. And people, and you, and you watch the stream, and there's what, thirty thousand people, twenty five thousand people watching. Bro, well, well, Manny Pacquiao against Floyd Mayweather gets hundreds of millions of views that night. 
That's crazy to me. Okay, now check this out. On that point, this is another thing that she said, and it's super relevant, you know, because the, the question was also posed, hey, well, there should be term limits, right? And she There said, should, bro. How long has okay. Nancy been in this? Well, check this out. This is what she says. Okay, look, she goes, the issue with that is that every congressman coming in has advisors. So if you do term, term limits on politicians, you got to do term limits on advisors because these people work in Washington and they work for both Republicans and Democrats. So they're the ones that are giving them their information, so they're advising, they're, they're, they're helping them out, right? So the advisors are to blame too then. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We're well, getting both out, term that. limits on both of them. That is what I'm saying. But I mean, bro, it, it, it becomes, I guess at that point, I guess the gist of what she was trying to say, or maybe she wasn't really trying to say anything. She was just kind of stating the facts, but... Experience. It sounds to me like it's a slippery slope because and who's gonna no, who's gonna vote for to terms? No. Like, let me just vote so that I can serve a term and leave. Yeah, like who, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but on the other hand, on the flip side, what if you get somebody who figures it out? Let's say like her. What if you get someone who's moral, ethical? They figure it out. They learn. They learn. They get to a certain level of competence, and then all of a sudden, their terms and up. see the bigger picture, right? Yeah, and and want to make a difference, and want a healthy democracy, and want a healthy government. You and know, one, they want recycling of power. That's and speaking of that, I mean, I think that's one of the issues because we're talking about, you know what, like, this is a problem. Let's pass another bill. Let's do term limits. Guys, that's kind of the problem that got us here. Yeah. I mean, And I think honestly, you touched on a good point where, like, I feel like they get a little used to it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a probably like a routine. So when someone starts off, like, let's say, as the Senate, they want to make a difference. I, I like to give them the benefit of doubt that every single person that's there probably did want to make a difference when it started off but like since like oh yeah man, you know they get mean? a taste of the, taste of the good like, life oh, okay yeah. you know and then it just goes to their head that's what hell yeah I, dude you know? people go in and this is a you we should look this up check it out everybody that goes into government right whether it's the house congress uh, president whatever they go in with a set amount of money which is minuscule in uh, relative to what they come out with, like o- like, Ob- <laughs> like Obama, right? He went in, okay. What, look at his account when he went in, and look at the deal. Look at what being president, caught, boom, Netflix, all kinds of deals he has, tons mm-hmm. of cash. Um, but it happens like that with all the with all the politicians, and that's that's the uh, that's probably where what what drained the swamp came from. Like they're all like that. Like they get in there for the majority of them get a taste of, of like you said, like the riches, the this, the that, the power. And Obama they get addicted and they, they get more money. So then they compromise their morals and now we get into that and then it's just a spiraling thing. Now they don't have term limits so they stay long and again, they're just watching their own ass yeah. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Basically. They watch their own ass. And they're just doing the bare minimum, you know, that's like, to, for their party or yeah, whatever. Yeah, to make it seem to, to the people that, oh, they're here, we're here for it's, the people. It's, it's more of face politics. It's the bare minimum just so they can get away with their tranzas, with their little, yeah. you know, trickster jobs, crooked crap. Because the, the LGBTQ community was hitting hard when Obama became president, and he's a minority. That puts down the guard of many people. Many people voted on Obama just for the fact that he was a minority. Like... Come on, man. Like, if you're going to vote for someone to be in power... That's racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, you know. Not even, like... You're talking about the most competent person that you can put in charge of the most competent country. Like, you got to be on top of this, you know? You got to research... Exactly. It, like, We're talking about it, a country. Okay, Our he's country. a minority. I would love to see a minority in, in, in leadership position, but come on, man, you know? 
and here and then put our all of our guards down even me i, I wasn't into politics yeah right and then. people like, the oh, news yeah, doesn't even show like I obama, obama through like a bunch of gonna be an awesome president right when i saw his campaign. bro you know why this is why because he spoke so great he was such a good speaker the stuff that he said was the greatest stuff yes we can um Oh, the way he talked, bro. The way he talked, the way he, he was like the most presidential president. president. But here's the thing, and you know more than anyone, what he said and what he did, two different things. Yeah, completely. completely. Two different things. And 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 me being like what I was like, but in Obama when he was president, I think I was like eleven or twelve. I thought this guy was the best. I thought like everybody, my teachers, they were like, Obama, yes, Obama. I was like, yeah, Obama, like, yeah, he's good. Like, we want Obama as a 12 year old, you know? Like, it's just uh, information that just falls on your ears and you just absorb it. And I it. feel like it goes back to the media. The media was trying to, like, okay, you know what? Like, this person, like, he's a minority and everything. And I feel like there's a lot of stuff that Obama did that was not put on the news. And like, it should have been, yes. Yeah. And because. I did some research during like some time because some friends were going like, oh, no, he's not that great president. I was like, oh, why? And like he showed me and they're like, you know what? This guy's actually giving money to the Taliban. You know, like he has an airplane full of a bunch the of The Iran deal. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. There's just like so many bad stuff. He was giving money to like yeah. the enemy. Like for what? Like let's show that we're a strong country. You well, know, like we're definitely. Let's do something. I mean, you show. know what? There was a comment on our last podcast of, of the puppets, remember? And I think that was in reference to the fact that we were, we were, we were talking on the topic of 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 presidents and it's like hey they're just puppets i mean you know we're talking about these even though they're a president day two obama in his first year he was new right so i mean you think this guy comes in and he just already knows like i mean i'm sure in this fantasy world he can tell you hey guys i'm gonna stop the bombing and i'm gonna pull out from here and i'm gonna bring the troops back and hey guys we're gonna have a happy fourth of july i'm gonna buy everyone fireworks and it's we're just gonna have a great time guys hot dogs and burgers for everybody you know what i mean i mean i'm sure that's what he mcdonald's said like trump, trump. But don't you think, yeah don't you he think, answers to somebody don't you think he or goes and he sits down with his advisors and they tell you hey look man everything sounded good but guys i've been working on this foreign policy with this country for my decades, whole life, decades. 20 years, 30 years. I mean, you're talking about military industrial complex. You're talking about chief of staff. You're talking about uh, the intelligence agencies, you know, the alphabet boys, CIA, FBI, and, and well, maybe not FBI, right? But CIA and others yeah. who've been working, right? I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Uh, what's that book? Um, Tales of an Economic Hitman or something like that. That book by the, the CIA agent where he talks about how they infiltrate a country and how they... Kind of. Oh, so it's like all this behind the scenes stuff. I mean, the whole, the whole documentary with uh, uh, Freeway Rick Wass came out about how he got busted and then he was getting it from this Bolivian drug lord and then the Bolivian drug lord. I mean, this all came out like. Now we're opening up a can of worms. Bro, we're opening up a can of worms there. Bro, check this out. So the, the war on drugs, isn't it? That the marijuana study that they decided that was around. That was. Precisely the time when the war on drugs started. You know, uh, what is it, DARE? Was, is that it, right? Yeah. Uh, don't, what is that what word, is, the acronym? I don't even remember For what, what it was. What was it, like a... Just Say like No. A, <laughs> the Just Say No campaign, okay. So they're painting out weed to be this demon thing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and you could go look at the commercials because they're funny now. Like, yeah. we know it was all lies, bro. Yeah. So when the government found out that it's actually, you know, a compound, they pull the plug, they give it a, ph a pharmaceutical, a big pharmaceutical, they, uh, they make a drug and all that. But 
oh man, there was a point that I was gonna make. It was dang it. No, and 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 it goes back like even to my culture and the Mexican culture. Oh. When when the, the those ads were hitting, my parents were young. All of my uncles, aunts, grandma, they were they were looking at the at the power at the people that were at the top and who was at the top at that time the u.s you reminded me yes exactly so the war on drugs oh my gosh the u.s is in on the war on drugs remember the uh we saw uh, that guy um kiko or the guy that yes exactly bro that's crazy so you look at that and you're like wow on the face it's like yeah guys don't do drugs but behind the scenes it's all connected yeah yeah, so, so, so do you know the reason? story of what I just mentioned? Which one? A freeway rear glass? I haven't heard it. Right okay, now. well, nutshell, real quick story. The dude was getting a ton of cocaine, one of the biggest probably crack dealers. And, you know, this is back in the crack ep epidemic started in the 80s in L.A. I mean, right? One of the biggest cities in America. Tons of getting tons of coke from this dude. I believe it was Bolivia. I, I don't know. Bolivia, Nicaragua? No, it was not Bolivia. Nicaragua? Mm -hmm. I think it was Nicaragua. I think it was Nicaragua. I'm pretty sure it's Nicaragua. It was being funneled through there or it was coming out of Nicaragua? Anyways, it was coming out of somebody from Nicaragua. The, the, the person he was getting there from Nicaragua was associated with the guerrilla group that at that time was trying to, to create a revolt against that, the, the Nicaraguan government of that time. The America was on the side of the guerrillas. They wanted that. So they knew that this guy was bringing head tons, tons and tons yeah. and tons. And they were not doing anything. So when they got busted, like all the evidence came out and like obviously Rick Ross took the fall. And then there was actually a reporter. The way that we know this is there was a reporter, man. I got to remember his name. And it got, like I was telling you guys, I'm trying to give you nutshell Checks descriptions. Is so, a reporter alive or dead? Fact check me. But his name, I think, was like Gary White. It was Gary something. The guy's dead now. I was going to say, did he get <laughs> How did I even know this? Did he get killed for reporting and putting this stuff out yeah. there? A, like a CIA, bro, like of the course. head of the CIA at that time ended up going to LA and, and they had like a city council meeting. And he's like, guys, like we're not, I don't know, blah, blah, I don't know. It's, I don't know what he told them, but they had a city council. It's on camera. Yeah. They have video no, I believe that. it. And the same thing with comment, like the point is the war on drugs, it's just some, it's bull crap, dude. Nobody... Do you think we're the most powerful nation on earth? Militarily speaking, like our special forces, all kinds of stuff. Bro, if we wanted the war on drugs to end, we'd go in there and take oh, care oh, of it ASAP. And, and they've said it. I've, I've heard it oh, from, yeah. from, from military, like high up. They say that if we were to invade Mexico, it would take about two to three weeks. It's not, it's, it's not hard at all. These guys aren't a match for, you know, the stuff we got going as far uh, militarily speaking. Like, yeah. the thing is, they don't want the war on drugs to be over. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's just, just money coming in, man. Yeah, it's just controlled money. crime is going to be a lot better than just, like, chaos crime. You know what I mean? They allow it because everyone's profiting in some kind of way. Because, like, let's say... Exactly. And if we were yeah. all rowing the same way, we could probably stop it. But the people with money just want more money. And it's just going to keep going that way. More money, more money, more money. And that's going to hit the And that's sad, that's isn't it? Because we're too, government, what's government's job, right? To, for the people. Like, we're supposed to protect the people, right? Uh -huh. the, if they're serious about cutting the war on drugs, they can kill it. At, they could root that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Same thing for cancer. If we were serious about curing cancer, boom, we can do that. We got, uh, uh, oh, we made this vaccine and how long Operation Warp Speed. They said it would take years, but no, boom. What about cancer? We've been researching that forever. We know, you know, the mechanism, like... A lot, like, but are we gonna do it? No. Yeah. Why? And we can go on about everything too. Like, it's, why? It's it's like what we landed on the moon in nineteen sixty nine. Let's go again. You wanna go? I, I wanna go. 
It's been it's been what uh, how many years from 1969 about what I want to say like 70 my math's a little bit rough. 50 50 60 70 no one's counting it 61 and it had to take a private company to go to the moon again I mean I think we went to the moon with NASA did we go a second time after 1969. I don't know. I don't think so. And we don't know. That's the was thing. Was that even? And real? I know that. Well, yeah, that the How question is like, fly? did we actually go the first time? You know, there's yeah. still like, like a bunch yeah, of theories about like maybe it was faked. You Ex- know, exactly. And now we have a, a a private company, Tesla, that's going to to the moon, and lands the rocket and comes back. That's how fast our technology has been. Like. Has, has been ascending like it's like just progressed. been progressed it's just progressed and progressed and progressed and and elon musk shows it to you front face and nasa can't can't even do that in what in a 50 years a span of 50 years and it makes you think did they really fake it why couldn't we go to the moon again exactly you know exactly like if they let's did go got again. it th- let's go again Mike. real for real i'll be i'll be i'm down and and here's <laughs> the thing the government fakes a lot of stuff so Factually speaking, okay, changing from theoretically, what what is the was the operation Operation Northwoods? There's a the lot, false there's, flag. There's quite a few operations. Right, exactly. And how sad is that? There's quite a few operations where we know for a fact that have been declassified. That have been declassified now. That they just want to trick the people. Hey, let's go to so we can go to war. And who makes money when we go to war? Well, go ahead and 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 tell uh, exactly. our listeners for those who don't know. Oh, what, okay, what, you tell them real quick. You could summarize that. ASAP. Okay, well, Operation Northwoods was an agenda by by uh, by a multitude of, of CIA of intelligence agencies, mm-hmm. so the FBI, CIA, and etc., to create false flag attacks on American soil in order to create a narrative that will garner American support and congr- congressional support for war in Cuba. Exactly. And so we would know that the intelligence agent or the military chief of staffs who both either or i don't know right down yeah. to the details but we know that they briefed i guess the military and the military briefed kennedy and they ended up convincing him to do the bay of pigs which was a failed mission because kennedy didn't ended up see they thought him being young that he, he would say hey we're losing young this. dumb let's send in american troops and he denied that he did not send in american troops so they ended up losing that battle and kennedy was really angry about that and he, because of that, he said that he wanted to, I don't know, defund the intelligence agencies or something like that. So that's the president, right? And then coincidentally, right, is the president. He ended up getting assassinated. Prime example: you have an organization trying to tell, trying to tell a a, a president. Oh, okay, got you. Share what's going on. Share what's going on. No, just keep going. <laughs> oh, so like now you gotta ask, you gotta look. How sad is that that a government would lie to its people? They plan to lie to our pe- to to all of us. And remember, this is before social media. I imagine how that would have looked now, with this communication climate like that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine. I wonder how that would have looked. But they're they're using what newspaper? They want to use newspaper, TV, all that, radio, all that. Um, but you you want support for this war, right? So you're gonna stage incidents that probably are gonna cost human life to get everybody pumped up to go to war. Mm-hmm. Like, bro. Okay, so who is this organization? Like, who? Tells the president like, hey, like this, this and that. I mean, honestly, that's super similar to what happened in what was it, two thousand and one, with George Bush. 
you know, they got us all hyped up on that there's weapons of oh, mass, mass destruction. There was Iraq, none. In fact, there's none. And we took over the oil. And then remember that, uh, what was it, a military general or something? Kind of like a whistleblower type dude where he says that they came with a paper on his desk and said there was actually a plan to go Take out. over these countries, these countries. Uh, I remember Obama countries. wanted to take over, what was it, uh, Syria? Or, no, it might have been. Yeah. And you can take your pick if you, if you would want to say anybody's name in the white house that would be controlling in the background you can take your pick um you we have to remember that a president either does one term of four years or two terms of eight and we have people in the white house that have been there 20 years 25 years 30 years it's like and that includes the military who like exactly they have different agendas exactly as well. it's like if you go to work and you go to your manager and they make you store manager and you're asking questions, your manager, how to do your store manager. And imagine, job, you know? let's say the manager goes in and then you have these other people who have been there for a bunch of years and they're like, hey, no, like, look, we're we doing something. Let's go ahead and just keep it going like this. You and know? you're like, oh, this is the way it works. And they go, yeah, this is the way it works. This yeah. Is how we and do then things. they kind of feel, I would feel like the manager would feel kind of forced, like, okay, well, let's, let's go that direction. If you have pretty much your whole advisory team or the whole like people that have been there longer than you telling you like hey let, let, let's go this way let's do this you know this is how we do it yeah or we don't say this or stuff like that exactly. you know exactly I mean? exactly so that's why i say you can take your pick like i'm, I'm this is theoretically speaking but uh like i want to say like 50 percent of the people that are in the white house have been there longer than the presidents and they are money hungry and, and the, the big I think the most wide known, widely known example is with the tobacco industry how they, they knew that tobacco caused cancer there was extensive studies study after study after study but they kept on saying no nah, it don't cause cancer it doesn't cause yeah. cancer and it took a while to get a surgeon general warning why because you got the lobby you got the money coming yeah. from big tobacco you see what I'm saying yeah. like and I mean now and, they have so it, I think they have it on the commercials these are right? just facts bro yeah. like and that sucks because this is our government again you got the number one uh, 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 cancer-causing uh, uh, behavior activity, smoking, uh, yeah. uh, cigarettes, smoking. right? Tar. And and it's basically like they they know how it's causing people that are it's causing people to get sick. Yet they don't want to do anything about it. In other words, they don't want to protect their people. Yeah. Why? Because they're getting offered tons of money to not pass the law. Yeah. They kind of like, says, "Hey, put like a warning on your damn crap." Yeah. yeah. And, yeah so let's kind of kind of bring this to a close and bring this to the head um i think the whole point of what we're discussing is one it, it begs the question you got to ask the, the question what are the motives behind these yeah. different organizations and entities like right is there a agenda you know that ugly word is there is there agenda or agendas right and then another good point that i think you made you know, for our audience, and, and um, one good way, man, one way that I found out a lot of truth and stuff like that, and figured out is following the money trail. Yeah, it, yeah so we be into the whole the like, like, follow the, the money trail. Um, so that's the that's the question you you, you got to ask: Is there ulterior motives? Is there agenda? And I think anybody who really just does a little bit of research will figure out: Yes, there and is. Who's like, profiting? I mean, you know, you only got to do a little bit of digging to figure out. Oh my gosh, they didn't create this medicine to like help people. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, like, or, or right, this is not the best medicine for treating this particular thing based on the fact that it has the lowest risk because there's not as much side of it or whatever the case may be right that's just an example but yeah you start finding that out like okay this is certainly not the best treatment then why would they so heavily promote it and support it right and then again that leads you to the money trail and things like that right so and also the vaccine you know people yeah. are getting sick mm -hmm. and that's because people cancel 
Are we on a <laughs> demonetized ad? Our ten, our ten views will not get monetized, bro. Bro, we're on the what the the tenth booster now, or is that in a couple months we'll be at the yeah, tenth booster? Okay, but look, I wanna I wanna make a point, and and this is okay. Now now what's the issue, right? But like, what do we do about that, right? And and I don't want to get too long on this question, but this is one thing that I've thought about for a long time, and I agree with people like Jordan Peterson. Jordan B. Peterson, what he speaks about it, um, and 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 he and he references certain different things like um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who wrote the Gulag Archipelago. I don't know if you've heard that one and stuff I've, like I've that. Heard okay, it. but what he's saying is basically we really underestimate the power of one individual being as truthful and ethical and as forthcoming as they could possibly be with the sphere of influence that they have in their particular life. Yes, like those, and it all goes back to the media. Those people need a platform to, to, to share the truth. And the thing is, right now we're at a time and age where people that start talking the truth and they back it up and they know what they're talking about, people are like, they gravitate towards them. Um, you could even say that, that that's, why, that's why Trump got elected because he stood up for everybody that were like, dude, yeah, what he's saying is true. Like, like this this and that there's a bunch of crooked people in Washington like he's not a politician okay boom like people we we, we want to gravitate towards the truth so I think it all starts with they need outlets and, and for instance uh, so Facebook um, we need alter, alternate uh, platforms well we well, there is alternate platforms and right? they need there's, to be as big as there's Facebook Rumble, there's Odyssey they will. But the, the pushback I think that's where we're hopefully that's where we're headed bro because there really needs to be you can't have one guy that that only puts and censors what he wants on a platform that everybody uses around the, like that right there is a recipe for disaster. Well, then that goes back to the thing. How does the platform get big? I mean, you talk about like, I think it was Parler or MeWe or whatever that they banned them from like the Google App Store and at like Apple Store. Okay, and, and like here's that. the so catch. That. So like, what is the thing going on there? I, that they t- okay, I remember this. So Facebook, when I, back in 07, I think, you, it started as it started as you guys know the story, right? Mm-hmm. Zuckerberg and, and his friends, whatever yeah, they're hanging yeah, out, yeah. and there's like they put a picture and, and uh, of everybody that went to school, they act yeah. in whatever, and, and it's like okay, they, they could like it or boom, it was, boom. It was more of a communication. Exactly. For the My whole point in that is that it didn't start out big. Do you think they had the power to censor anybody then? No. No. It's a trap, and it's like a little crumb, it, and they just kept on giving us little crumbs. It got bigger and bigger. Now you don't need a college email address to make an account. Now it's becoming available to the masses more, more and more. And now you have to get more people and new functions. So basically, they grew and they grew and they grew and they grew to where they're at a point now to like silence everybody. Yeah, they control think about it. it. They, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have no power to censor anybody. They didn't have any of that. It it came over time and it grew. So. I mean, now they're. I mean, I don't think we're in the same situation as we were then. Bring back MySpace. Bring it back, bro. Where's that guy's name? Tom. That's my friend. Tom. Is it Tom? He didn't meddle. He was my first friend. (laughs) I want to say he's still my friend today. Where's that guy? Bro, but you know what? I think for us, like, what we can do is we got to start making as responsible decisions as we possibly can and not just decisions based on our own self interest. Like, for example, as it pertains to that, right? We need to figure out, hey, what's the best platform that I can communicate with others on that don't support censorship, that don't support cancel culture, that support free speech, that support, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of, you know, left-wing entities are doing that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it can start getting a little, like, messed up and mixed because, like, some people are just going to start talking out of their butts, you know what I mean? And at that point, then anyone saying 
anything. You know what I mean? It's going to be kind of... And it less- would, but it would be like investing in, in stock. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you can't just censor everyone. But like, he means like if a person just starts like going off rail, like you have to do something. But what I mean is that you don't have to invest in that person. You don't have to follow that person. You get Well, me? I mean, yeah, like you, 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 you know, use, you know, basic logic and your own, you know, code of ethics and standards and stuff to make those personal decisions. But I'm yeah. saying in a general sense, generally speaking, we can't just, again, defer to our leaders. We can't just say, hey, Don't, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this medication. I'm going to give it to my kid yeah. and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because the, the doctor said so. I'm, I'm going to follow this law because, you know, hey, my, co- my the, the city that I live in, they, they enforced it and it must be the right thing for me and my family. And so, you know, I'm just I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to go to a city council meeting and say anything. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to do it. We, we, we don't have the luxury of, of thinking like that no more, you know, and I heard I heard, you know, this lady recently that she was she was she worked in the State Department. And I heard her say something really profound. She says, Americans aren't ready to not be a global superpower. Like, we're not ready for that. Like, we don't, we're so insulated compared to almost every other citizen in every other part of the world because you can take almost anybody from anywhere that's just one or two generations from living in an authoritarian or a totalitarian or in a monarchy. Like, they're just a few generations from that, probably everywhere throughout the world. Except the United States of America for the past 200 years, you know, we've been the freest country and, you know, we're getting, you know, the bureaucracy is growing and whatnot, but bro, we're so insulated from, from these realities, you know, and in, in, in history, you know, I mean, I think the Gulag Archipelago is like textbook reading for, for high schoolers that are, that live in Russia and stuff like that. It should be. I'm saying uh, generally speaking, my whole point of that, just on an end, my whole point is generally speaking, we have to take more responsibility and an individual and say, I can't just mindlessly make all these decisions anymore. Like for sure, you, you're not going to know enough about everything to just question everything. Like, like don't go vote for Joe Biden just because you hate Trump. Like you, you yeah, see what I'm saying? Like you, you can't you, just you can't trust someone because you think you know that someone, but for- to the extent that you can, to the extent that you can, if it just comes into your realm of awareness, like, Hey, that doesn't sound right. Okay, if your own voice, if your own conscience, if your own conviction said that to you, Mm -hmm. then maybe there's something there. And you can't just blow it off anymore, you know? I mean, we shouldn't, right? You can. You can do whatever you want. But I'm saying I don't think we have that luxury too much longer. The solution solution to all, I would say, a good amount of our problems is going to be the media, bro. Something has to change. And here's why. I hate how much power they have. Think about it. They can... They can make somebody look like god and they can make like basic basically the devil they can make the devil look like god um they could they, they what trump what trump signed into all the laws that you look at that's that he signed in everything he did right um they didn't give him credit for any of that they focused on the bad side if the media wanted to they could take what he did they can make him into a rock star and trump would have been our president again they probably would let him stay there for as long as he wants because he did yeah. such a good job or whatever uh, or they could take the other side. For instance, with Joe Biden, dude, look at the, his his son got caught with, with smoking crack, right? There's pictures, uh, th- th- exactly. There's so much dirt, but the media again paints him like the best thing that ever happened to us. Yeah. When if they if they were just reporting on the right stuff, they could have made him look worse than Trump. They could have actually impeached. So him. that's the power that the media has. They could paint whoever they want. They however can, they want they to, however they want with the narrative and the this thing is however. everybody 
Someone's always going to be in power, though. That's the thing. And I, to an extent, I kind of agree with the media, like, what they portray or what they should be portraying. Because, like, honestly, for, like, most people, they're not going to have time to be doing all this research. You know what I mean? They're not going to be able to be reading, watching some videos. And, like, you know what I mean? It, it's going to get kind of hard. And I'm assuming that's why the media was there to be that Exactly. Kinda, like, yes. Media, but but who's in charge? Who's, like, who's in charge of the media, right? Exactly. So... Yeah, who dictates what gets to be put on these networks and this, this, and that. And it, that's where you go down the rabbit hole. And then the more you go down the rabbit hole, you're like, wait a minute, 90% of the media is like owned by these same people. And like, some of those people, I'm sure they, again, it goes back to, I'm sure they started off right. Like, you know what, let's throw out the true story. But then they, they twist the story a little bit. And then they go back like, man, they, they bought it. They, they, they fell for it, you know? And then that little bit, like once you do one thing, bad thing, you're like, it makes you want to do it again, you know? And, and I feel like that's people that probably, play with that leverage. Yeah. Like, let's say high in politics, they persuade you to do something that is not in your moral compass, let's mm -hmm. say. And they already have you like that. Any other politician can say, hey, bro, well, I know what you did last weekend. It is morality, bro. When, it, when we all boil it down, that's exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, it comes down to that. And they, and they can play with that all day. If they have that leverage, trust me, that's why, that's why Jeffrey Epstein got killed. That's, that's oh. theoretically speaking. Theoretically no, we speaking. don't. Dude, the, there was two guards. There was a, a, one, one guard fell asleep, another one at the same time. Uh, uh, the cameras failed at the perfect time. You know, they recently like, dismissed bro. the charges on those guards. Uh, oh my god they recently dismissed the charges on that but yeah that's gonna have to be a conversation for another time man it was something interesting let's write that what down because talking about was a, a crazy transition that happened post 1940s as far as because there was a lot of operations that happened operation midnight hour operation mockingbird you know you're talking about media and how centralized it is and how they're pretty much all reverberating the same message it's like an echo chamber as far as yeah goes, but it's all centralized as well so that's for um, next time Guys, hopefully we'll get to that uh, in another episode. Neighbor. Um, also, in the comments, if, if uh, some of our viewers have some topics they want, you know, to so, hear us discuss, put, boom, put it down. That way we can yeah, knock we that can out. out. So there was a question just for next time, if you guys, just so we can think about it. Maybe next time we can answer. One of the questions was, what is y'all's take on another lockdown? I feel like it's going to happen soon, and the way... They will lift it for the summer. I still have my questions benefiting from public schools. You, to your point, if there's anything to learn versus what they are being That's told. great. Well, let's pick up. Let's pick that up let me, for next time. Yeah. Let, me, let me just speak to that real quick. Because I don't know if we're going to sure? talk about that next time. Well, we can bring it in because I'm pretty sure it's going to fall into uh, the context yeah. of what we're talking about. Just because it's an experiment, bro. They just want to see how we well, react. I just want to give a fact. So I don't want to give my opinion on it, but I want to give something factual that actually happened. There was, um, ah, what was this called? My gosh, man. But it was, um, it was a paper that was written by a medical doctor from Oxford. One of them was from Oxford, one of them was from Harvard, and the other one was from Stanford, I believe Stanford or Princeton, one of those, an elite university, bro. Professors that, are, that have expertise in the realm of, you know, virology and all of these stuff, epidemiology and all of this stuff. They collaborated together and they wrote a, a, a document, it's on my phone, and my phone is unfortunately recording me right now or I could look it up. Um, but I'll leave it in the comment section later on for that person who's asking that question. But anyways, they wrote this document and they basically said their opinion on lockdowns, right? And their conclusion was, right? So this speaks to what she, and this isn't, again, my opinion, I'm paraphrasing, I'm repeating what they said. And yeah. again, highly credentialed doctors. Their opinion was that they should 
they should not do the mass mandates and they should not do the lockdowns. And they said that we should encourage, I guess, people that are healthy. So we should warn people that have compromised immune yeah, systems. Yeah, like, hey, go out at your own risk. Home. Yeah, or Go do- out at your own risk. So those who are healthy and those who are risky. <laughs> risky business. For those that want to take the risk. Those Let natural risky, selection those weed them out. To go out there. <laughs> To go out, right, on non-lockdowns, non-mask and stuff like that. And basically, you know, as they get the virus and everybody gets it, build herd immunity. And that herd immunity over time will transfer over to the ones with the more compromised immune systems or the weaker immune systems. So this is, this was their, what they said. Now, they ended up getting, I don't know. COVID and dying. They, um, I don't, I don't want to say they got canceled by by Fauci and, and stuff like that, but they got, um... They, they said something about them. They said, ah, they used a term, bro, about fake these news. doctors, basically implying that these doctors were nobodies, that they don't know anybody, that it's fake science and stuff. And again, Harvard, Stanford, and Oxford University, like these guys are at the top of the top, right? So they basically said against that. So, I mean, and, you know, we're in a, in a time where they're now they're talking about uh, Omicron, right? That's the new variant. Um man this goes next next episode for that person we can touch on it hey tell them we're gonna touch on it because yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk about it next episode we'll we'll try to talk about and we'll try to talk uh touch on is the nature of omicron now as opposed to delta um omicron is supposedly more upper respiratory as delta was a little bit lower it's more in the lungs and everything omicron is supposedly right here in the nasal passages and stuff like that so it's a little bit higher which means it's easier to contract but it's actually not as dangerous uh this is just according to no yeah evidence they've had thus far Right, so as, a, as, as far as another lockdown goes, well, that's the thing. Based on the evidence that we have now, it's, you know, not as dangerous according to what they're saying based on, on you know, what they have on, on Omicron and the nature of that particular strain and whatnot. But, yeah, we'll go on to that later. Uh, basically, on my opinion on the lockdowns, I'm I don't just going to cite. I'm, I won't give my opinion yet. I'll just cite those people. Um, and again, Tune in next week. I'll put what, what their, their article and what they said in the comment section below. So yeah, guys, tune in next week. We appreciate your support. Follow us on YouTube, um, Theoretically Speaking Podcast. And uh, yeah, God bless. Take care. Thank you, guys. Thank you.